Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment Ltd. in Trinidad and Tobago. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. So I have a special guest with me today. His name is Mr. Aaron Valentine from Kingston, Jamaica. And he has a very interesting background to tell us and share some of his or some summaries from his three books that he has volunteered uh, to read to me. And, you know, I just find them so amazing. Right. And I, you know, I asked him for, for some of his time to come on the program and share his wins, his success, his failures the lesson that he has learned when writing these books and, you know, the reviews that he has received from customers. Hi, Aaron, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. You're most welcome. So you are an entrepreneur, freelance writer, investor, and author and other hats. Tell us about your years growing up as a little boy before reaching these amazing hats. Okay, well, um, my youngest memory of myself was when I was around between the ages of four to about seven, and that's where my love for writing started. My father would always tell me that almost every day I'd show him um, like poems or stories I would write, and mm-hmm. one I can remember, I think the very first poem I wrote is still, is still in my memory. You mind if I say it? Go ahead. All right. Um, I looked at the wall and chewed on my pen. Not an idea popped up in my head. Then all of a sudden, I saw this beautiful girl with a wonderful thing. I thought I was dreaming until I heard her sing. She had the most beautiful voice. I thought she was singing for me. But then I realized that I was watching TV. I don't remember how young I was when I wrote that book. It was really, really young. It's the first poem I ever wrote. And, and I've never been able to forget it. Um, since then, <clears throat> sorry. I told myself I wanted to be a vet because I love animals, but after after seeing something really, really horrific and knowing that I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not too comfortable with the sight of blood, I had to kind of change my focus. 
um, throughout university, I had this love for, not university, for university. Through high school, I had this love for geography. So a lot of geography or place-based subjects interested me. So the writing kind of kind of remained a hobby during mm-hmm. high school until I reached university. Um, when I was in university, it, I, I, I selected to um, study urban and regional planning because I thought it was the the best way to make a significant impact that the country could feel in the sense that um, discipline basically equips you with the tools to plan equitable spaces for people and who yes. live in certain areas, right? So mm-hmm. doing it, um, that, that was the aim. But I realized that there were, it was, it was a broad type of study in that you learn everything. It's not so specialized that when you leave, you can choose which area of urban and regional planning you want to specialize in. But I realized even after having left schools as as um important as the discipline and the skill is, I wasn't really getting any feedback from employers. I was sending out resumes and job applications everywhere. And I am not exaggerating. Every single place, even places that weren't hiring, just say, hey, my name yes. is X. When you're hiring, think of me and I kept doing that kept doing that but I realized that the job that I was getting um had nothing to do with my discipline and in all honesty um when I took on some of them I was honestly underemployed and really unhappy some of the conditions I had to work with or work in really weren't ideal for me and I'm not just saying that as somebody who graduated just I don't think anybody experience exactly right so um what was funny in throughout the whole journey because in in university, um, what had helped me to, you know, pay for school um, expenses and also to travel was writing. That in 2015, I started my um, online freelance journey on Fiverr. I offered a few services. At first, they didn't get any traction. Nobody was interested. That's the first, like two to three months. We see after that first order, you see that that chill, that that yes, that enthusiasm just hit me. And it just started snowballing from there. It was a lady in the States who needed a sponsorship letter. And I learned to write them um, because of my time working right. with Jamaica Association for the Deaf. The requirements for the, the um, educational assistance I had received from the Ministry of Education, they complete about 200 hours. And because the Jamaica Association for the Deaf is so close to UTEC, the station be there. While there, I learned some basic sign language, but predominantly... I had to communicate with um, possible sponsors in anticipation of Digital's 5K run walk. So yes. the Jamaica Association for Deaf was looking for some sponsors and they had asked me to prepare documents and make phone calls and stuff. And during that, I learned how to write business introduction letters and sponsorship letters. And those were the services that I ended up offering on Fiverr first. So over the years, since 2015, um, going through 2016, 2017, 2018, um, I improved the services, increased the number of services, learned to write new stuff, and then I kind of just kept getting more and more clients to the point where it started. Uh, even after having left school, even while, while I couldn't get a job, the writing and my online work was what was paying for my living expenses, essentially. Um, in my final year in university, it's also what paid for me and two other people to go on the work and travel program. But even then, it still didn't dawn on me that um, writing was what I was supposed to do with my life. I still, because I went to the university and I said, all right, you put in this work, you, you should at least pursue something in your um, 
in your in the field of study. So I kept looking for something, and then when I finally got something, right, it was fruitful and it was impactful in the sense that I was going to different parishes um, to execute a project that would help in in the way of national development, right. Unfortunately, the circumstances surrounding how that was happening again was not ideal. And eventually I had to leave the project. So at that point in time, I was doing that as well as working with a client, a major client in Jamaica as a writer. I was his designated writer, right? But at the time, the national project kind of fell through for me. Is this around the same time when working with that client fell through as well? I was out two earning opportunities around the same time. This was um, in 2020, 2021, going between an early 2021, right? And uh, I, I, had, I had to just sit down for a bit because uh, one, I've never experienced something like that before. And two, it's even after having experienced that, I think it was a turning point to say, all right, Aaron, you're definitely, you're, you're having more luck where writing is concerned and it's what you're passionate about. So I took about, I took a few months kind of reevaluate um, what was going on in my life, what I wanted for myself. And around that time, around the, the latter part of 2020s, when I started putting notes together, just random notes to um, write my first book, that's one book. And uh, while doing that, because of all of the work that I was taking on, I was kind of discouraged. So the writing process kind of took a, a back seat. Yes. Right? And then in 2021, when when the, the two opportunities fell through, that was in about March or so, I took my months, reevaluated, and then what, what, what really got me, what got me to this point in time, as in having the books, publishing the book, is two of my old fiber clients came out of nowhere and said, Aaron, you know how long we've been looking for? Like they were scouring the internet because they didn't see me yes. on Fiverr anymore. And they said, mm -hmm. Aaron, like, what, what's going on with you? We'll, we'll miss you and we we'll, we'll want to continue working with you. And I said, okay, I understand. And because it was around the time when I was reevaluating, I said, all right, it has to be on my turn because I really want to finish these books. And I said, yeah, yes. man, anything, we will work with you. And I was like, are you sure? I said, yeah, man, just tell, just tell us what you need and we'll give it to you. So... We, we sat down and we hashed out um, an amicable working situation where I could work freely and to work on my book. And the fact that they came out of nowhere, I was like, Aaron, like, we need you again. Like, yes. Enough to um, say, you know what, Aaron, you, 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 you have the freedom, you're working on your terms, you have no excuse not to finish your book. And then when I started writing the first book, um, thoughts emerge the constant because I can't stop thinking. I don't know what's wrong with me. Every single time I have a thought, I have about three other sub thoughts related to that one. So every single time I wrote something for the first book, a thought came to me about something that would be useful for a second book or even a third book. And I say, you know what? Because these thoughts keep coming up so often, and because the thoughts are actually relating to the first book, why don't I just write all three of them one time? And then that's what I ended up doing for the next couple months. And then published all three in November, and that's where we are now. So you have written three amazing books, and you have the three books called "The Pursuit of Greatness," okay. "The Pursuit of Love," and "The Pursuit of Life." Yes. So, tell us about the pursuit of love. Okay. So the Brief summary. The pursuit of love essentially it's, it's two pronged. It's it's to help 
whoever reads it will foster a stronger relationship or a stronger love of self and also to strengthen their relationship, both intimate and regular. So friends, families, and whoever they choose to, to date. So that's that's what that book is about. First and foremost, focuses on you and how mm-hmm. you do yourself, and it helps to develop your self-love. That's the first part. And then the second part is essentially just a roster of tips on how you improve your dating life, improve your dating experiences and your relationship with other people. What's the purpose of writing this book? Is it that you have experienced um, relationship troubles in the past, any family issues? What's the purpose behind it? Yes. Um, there's a lot a lot went into writing this book, actually. Um, primarily because of my relationships in the past and what I'm, the, the prevailing feeling is what I'm left feeling after them. It always, it always calls for a period of introspection and reflection where I may have gone wrong, not just myself, but in response to certain things that happened in the relationship. I know certain things could have been better and I could have done things differently, but at the same time, there are certain things that I should not have allowed to happen in the first place. I consider myself the type of person who goes the extra mile and sometimes the line gets blurred between what you consider um, standard relationship stuff and you as a person going above and beyond for the person. In my mind, sometimes it gets blurred and sometimes I don't realize when I'm overextending myself for someone who isn't reciprocating. That's that's the main, that's <laughs> one of the main things I had to deal with in the past. Um, and it's included in the book as well. Tell us about the pursuit of greatness. Okay, yeah man, this is this is the first book in the series I regarded as the first book in the series and the longest one. Um, it is about everything that I've learned from high school days, you know, as it relates to entrepreneurship, the basic principles of entrepreneurship. Um, regarding yourself as your best asset, so it basically fortifies you as your greatest weapon in your arsenal. Um, it teaches you about money management and investing skills, or at least it, it paints a different perspective of how you can look at managing your money and investing. It also gives tips on, well, based on my own personal experience, how you can be the best freelancer that you can be. Yes. One of the, the, the chapters that stood out for me was um, the time value. Was it that one right? Time value? Was it, I got it right. The time value of money. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was a that, that chapter stood out for me. Wow, it's it's a really interesting book. So let me ask you, and the readers would like to know: when mm-hmm. you're writing, what goes on inside your head? How do you put pen to paper? How do you plan your data? How do you research before publishing it to the public? For the writing process. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a this is a long one. All right, so when I first started writing these books, it, they started as an idea. I just had a thought in my head. <clears throat> and I said, yes. I find myself repeating a lot of these things to people, like the tips and the information. So I say, you know what? Let me put it in book format because I'm sure if it's helpful to the people that are around me in my immediate circle, it would be helpful for other people out there, you know? And it doesn't make sense for me to die with this information in my head. Right. So let me put it in a format. So I start first and foremost by just writing down the raw thoughts. And I do this on my phone if I'm on the road or if I'm at home, it goes on my laptop. When it's on my phone, it's just just whatever is in my head verbatim put in my phone when i'm at home and on my laptop 
it is more detailed and fleshed out, right? Um, what happens after that is those those ideas that are that are jotted down, I start to organize them based on the nature of them. So if you have common ideas, I will say, all right, these can go in it in their own chapter, and I do that for all of the thoughts, right? And then after that is done, I start fleshing fleshing it out better, as in actually writing it properly, so that um it's more organized and it's easier to follow. And then that's how the books essentially took shape. So those ideas and those thoughts that were similar, they got categorized according to particular chapters and then listed out in a particular order. Because, for example, um, you'll have... Well, let's, let's talk about the pursuit of greatness, for example. You have freelancing and entrepreneurship before you have money. Because the idea is you use those avenues to generate the money and that's why the money management skills and tips on how to manage your money come in after as opposed to before so yes yeah it goes by a particular sequence now the the process to actually get the physical book was a bit more difficult because i didn't really have any guidance everything everything that you see physically the pages the formatting the cover everything was done through research. I didn't go through a publishing house. I published all of them on my own. I um the same well not the same length of time, but I put as much effort and time into writing the book that I did into researching and proper properly editing and publishing them. So the main the main um the main avenue I used to to, to get the, the books from being written on on in Word basically to being av- available for purchase is the book touch. They they allowed me to um buy the ISBN number that's the international something something number. Basically that <laughs> barcode thing on the back that you see on books. That they yes. yeah. Um so like a barcode. Yeah. I bought oh. it through that. I um uploaded the stuff. I could see what the book would look like before a, a, a selected buyer before I asked for a sample from them. And it was really it was really it made the process much simpler because it as publishing on your own and you you don't know where to where to start or where to go from they they, they basically break down everything in the sense that all right upload this stuff do you have covers already or do you want us to create one for you and they just walk you through the process so let me ask you now tell us about the pursuit of life all right even though and it, i think the pursuit of life is the most ironic book i have because it's the deepest and most profound, in, at least in my opinion, but it's the shortest book out of all of them. In the sense that you can read all three of them and you'll walk away with more depth from the shortest book out of all of them. But The Percy of Life is about, well, life, <laughs> really. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult to describe because although the, although the topics are, are easy to understand in the sense of building a legacy for yourself, um, navigating your experiences and the relationships around you, um, looking, at, looking at yourself as your best asset and really living a meaningful life. It's difficult to, to describe it in one word, basically, because it covers so many different topics. It covers karma. Yes. It covers your relationship with self and others. It covers travel. It covers the experiences. It covers your place in the world and in the universe and your perception of yourself. It covers your life and how you should revere your life, how you should um, 
because you know look at your life as a resume and one you would be proud of it also looks at um giving of yourself or, or volunteering yourself as an asset instead of just the things that you it covers a lot of things so it, it, it's kind of difficult to put a diverse book yeah so it's kind of difficult okay. to put just one word into okay the pursuit of life is about this no so, so after say it's about life it's it's really well not all encompassing but it covers a whole lot if you need instrumentals recording mixing or mastering maybe a music video photo shoot or graphic designing Need Bouncy Castle's face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. You are an entrepreneur, investor, freelance writer. Who is a freelance writer? Okay, so a freelance writer is someone who provides writing services, but not on a, what you call it, a formal working basis, meaning you won't find a freelance writer working from or working with a nine to five. It usually okay. takes the form of either client approaching the freelancer or the freelancer approaching clients with mm. the services that they need to be taken care of. So for example, like I mentioned before, sponsorship letters um, and introduction letters were the first two services that are offered. And people would come to me using Fiverr as a platform that provides these services and they would get it from me. But really and truly, Fiverr didn't pay me, as in the platform itself did not pay me, it came straight from clients. So that's kind of how freelance writers work. We'll have the services or we'll have the skills and anybody who is in need of these services or skills would then seek out the freelance and then they would deliver based on the price that they quote them for the services. So is fiber accessible in Jamaica? We know, we know that many of these things are not so accessible um, in Jamaica. Yeah, man, it's, it's accessible across the world. As a matter of fact, I do remember, I think they're called Internet Income Jamaica. They, yes. They are, yeah, they teach, they teach people how to earn online and they use it. They primarily use Fiverr to do it, as in to show people. Yeah, man, everybody, yes. everybody can use Fiverr. It's been in Jamaica. Yes. It's been popular in Jamaica for a while, actually. Oh wow, wow. I mean, I know about internet income, but I just didn't know that. I know, and I know Fiverr is a world-based thing, but because we know Jamaica and the whole payment and the whole this and that, yeah. And I wasn't sure if Fiverr really works here. So, how are you an entrepreneur? What business do you have? Wait, one, one second before I answer this. And just in case anybody out there actually wants to start on Fiverr and is in Jamaica, they, they make it really simple by you getting a Pioneer card. Pioneer delivers worldwide. You get your card in two weeks or less, and you can use it anywhere in the world. So if it is that you, you, you do want to join Fiverr, but you don't have a PayPal account, or you're worried about payment, when you're signing mm -hmm. up, just select Pioneer, Pioneer card. How are you an entrepreneur? What business do you have? All right, so it's two businesses now, but I think I can speak more detailed on the first one. The first one is my publishing company, which is responsible for me publishing the books that I have now. Um, mm -hmm. The reason why, the reason why, instead of just publishing the books and not having the business, is because I found that a part time, 
had asked me to write and publish a book for him as well, but only did it as a freelancer. And then right. even while writing my books, I helped to edit, write, and publish a book for another Jamaican author. You know him. I introduced him. Yes. Yeah. So I said to myself, it would be good if I actually had a business or a company, not only just for my book, but to help other people get their story out there. And that's kind of where the idea for this came, came about. It really and truly, it's to, to help anybody who is interested in publishing their book or getting the book out there, provide them with the tools, information, and resources to do that. So I was really impressed when um, I was able not only to do it for myself, but for the but the, or somebody else who now has his book out and is available for sale. It, 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 it makes me feel good knowing that I can do this for other people because I could have just published my books and then just moved on to you know something else. But instead, no, I'm devoting some time and effort and energy to making sure that other potential authors out there get them spotting, get them spotting the, the spotlight, you know? What makes your company unique from others? Oh man, where where my company is concerned, you you get me. Firstly, I'll tell you exactly how it is, what you can expect, because I'm small, I'm new, so I'm not going to we call it no give you a fluff. I'm not going to say that oh no man, you're not going to take this time or it's going to be really easy. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I'm going to introduce my own personal experience to you and how I was able to do this. I'm going to tell you straight up that you can do it yourself if you'd like to, but because I went through all of this and I know it's in and out, I'll make the process a thousand times simpler. First and foremost, it's the relationship that you get when you get with me. Because I'm really authentic, I'm really sincere. You'll get me. If it is I cannot do it, I will tell you I cannot do it. But yes. more often than not, I can do it. Um, I will work with you throughout the process. So even before the publishing aspect, my clients, what I wrote for, knew that yes. they would always have access me throughout the entire process. I would tell them that I got the information, that I read through it, that there are certain things that they're missing that I need some more information about. They would be up to date. They would know that somebody is diligently working on their project and they will get updates on it. So for example, the, the first client that I had, his book, I would send him, if not weekly, bi-weekly updates on his book. He would be able to see it, read it, see the changes that are made. He was satisfied, or he would communicate his satisfaction at different stages because he knew it. Wow. That's what I provide. Right now, he has his book because we went through the entire process. And also, um, it's not a case where I just write and leave the rest up to him. I will, or leave the rest up to clients. I will communicate what needs, if it is that you only ask me to write and edit, I will still tell you what would be needed moving yes. forward as to make it successful. So people he can use or people you can use to publish, outlets he can use to get licenses or royalties, how you can market it. I don't just leave you hanging. You get me? Because I genuinely want to make sure that there are other out other especially young people out there who they, they haven't a clue where they want to start or where to go to start. I want to make sure that they have all of the information possible. So how I like to look at my publishing company, I don't primarily look at it as a company that publishes books. It's a company that helps potential authors with everything that they need to be successful authors. That's how I look at my publishing company. I come across a lot of authors and, well, <laughs> publishing companies rather, mm-hmm. and most of these people say, 
well, I don't like it. But most of these people say, oh, you have to have a religious background. Suppose a person is not religious, but they have a, an interesting motivational story. I mean, you still accept them. What say you on that? L- listen to me. Listen to me. I'm so glad you brought up. You see, it's quite being, annoying. God being, knows. Being the, I'm sure God knows. Being the person I am, this is how I look at everything, not just, not just plans. It is not up to me to stop you from doing what you feel is your right or purpose, especially if it's not harming somebody else. You see, if somebody come off of the street and say, "Yo, Ariana, like I've been in prison for the past ten years, and I want to write a book about it," of course I'm going to help them write a book about it. If, 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 if I, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going Dang to it. hopefully do something. Hopefully, I don't get censored. But if, for example, a prostitute come off the street and say, "You know, I want to turn my life around, but I want to write a book about my life and the change I experienced." Of course, I'm going to put it out there because how I look at it is, and it's the same way I revere my own books. If it can help one person, I'm not going to be the person to say that I am not going to help you to do it. Because after the action is done, at the end of the day, it is not up to me to assess your actions or your intention. Only God knows. Thank you very much. I am an instrument and God has given me the ability to publish my own book and the ability to help other people do it too. So I'm not going to take that away from them or I'm not going to be the one to tell them no. That would be me not honoring the gifts and the talents that God gave me. You are an investor. How come? How so? That's about that. All right, investing is... All right, firstly, the investing comes from educating myself. And this is in all areas where I'm actually interested in. I don't invest in... Because education is expensive nowadays, well not nowadays, but just in general. And it, I'm not talking about just university or tuition. I mean, if you want to learn something new online, best believe you have to pay some money. And often than not, if it's free, it's helpful, yes. But at the same time, you don't get that personal aspect to it. That's something you usually have to pay for, for example, right? But the investing primarily comes from, or starts with, sorry, investing in self. So, Again, I wouldn't have been able to, call, to even register the business, the publishing business, if it is that I didn't know everything involved in the process to be able to help somebody else. That came from research and education, right? Yes. Um, but the, I guess the more traditional answer for what makes me invest is my love for the stock market. I invest in both the Jamaica Stock Exchange and the New York Stock Exchange. Um, I love investing. I started investing in well technically 2019 but i didn't i didn't do anything with the money kind of just sat in my account when i really really started investing with august 2020 that's when my investment journey really took off um but mainly where investing is concerned mainly right now oh and businesses as well because if i didn't invest in my businesses they wouldn't be where they are now but that's that's primarily what i invest in stock and businesses for right now when you are away from the business space, what do you do in your spare time? Spare time. Any hobbies? It's been so long since I had spare time. Oh, I guess one, one, one prevailing hobby is I watch a lot of TV and movies. Um, I can probably name the movies and TV shows I haven't watched easier than I can the stuff that I have watched. Like, I watch a lot. I'm not even joking. As a matter of fact, um, I, uh, uh, a friend of mine and I started a, a channel on YouTube. It's not doing well, because we have been very inconsistent um, with uploads, but we'll find that whenever we, we come across something that we both enjoy and is really good and we'll have a lot of thoughts on it, 
and we'll do a video talking about it and we, we post it again it's not that active we haven't been that consistent but that's how much we love it or at least that's how much i love it every single day um well in high school it was every single day now it's for tv shows so every single day back in high school i would watch at least one movie a day and it was usually the older movies i prefer older movies because the, the production style and the whole experience is so it's so simple but it's so effective as opposed to what we're getting nowadays where it's stylized and modern and bright and you know all of that stuff some of the elements that they used to film back then aren't used now and i think to take something away from the experience in some cases um nowadays instead of watching a movie a day i will at least watch um a series a day i'm not a whole series not crazy but um yeah at least I'll, I'll watch at least something i'll definitely watch something and it has to be something that i enjoy um i don't like horror um i pretty much watch everything else as long as it doesn't have singing or musicals i hate movies and tv shows with musicals and singing in it hate um what other why what other, why yeah why I just find it annoying, man. I think I think my most favorite <laughs> movie is Moana because I was not expecting so many musical numbers in it, man. It was, as a matter of fact, I think that's the only movie to this day when I think I think I walked out of the theater because after counting down like eleven musicals, I was like, no, if I sing one more time, I'm leaving, and I ended up doing that because at like two, three minutes after saying that another one came up and i just no i got i got fed up man i got tired of it i cannot it's too much it's too much man it's too much i can't really think of anything else right now because i'm so focused on what i'm doing i mean building the businesses and the books and stuff but as it relates to stuff that i do every single day it would definitely be watching a movie or a tv show okay so what lessons have you learned um while setting up this business looking after your clients and getting the ensure that they get value for for their money I think the most prevailing lesson i've learned so far is prioritize selflessness during the process don't think about the reputation that your business get or whatever reviews you might get don't focus on whether or not your business will make any money as in client-wise, don't focus on the stuff that you traditionally focus on as a business person. Prioritize the experience first and foremost. Make sure that the person has a good experience because everything that I mentioned before basically falls into place after that. Once you have a good experience with someone, you're going to want to tell other people about that person. That, that already leads to more business. You're going to want to share things with the person you did business with that might help improve their business that is based on the quality of the relationship and because they're they're passing on your information to other people already mm -hmm. that's more earning opportunities for you without you having to go out and find it yourself i mm -hmm. say and it, this has been consistent not just with business but ever since i was in high school because i started my first business in high school and that when people have a good experience with you it just explodes no matter what form it takes, it just explodes. Which is why it's so important to me, no matter what I'm doing, it could be writing books, it could be business, that what the person experiences is above all else. 
that's one of the reasons why um, when I when I when I get an order for the book or why I made it a point when when writing these books is that I provide every reader or everybody who places an order with a personalized yes. letter because that element I feel makes the reading experience unique. Everybody gets the book. Everybody who buys the book gets a book. That's something that's common with everybody. But no one person who orders my book will get the same letter from me because every letter is written specifically to the person. The reason why, another reason why I do that way, can you imagine, um, for example, J.K. Rowling, let's use, let's use J.K. Rowling, or even Robert Kiyosaki, any one of them taking the time out of the day to read a bit of information about you and then crafting a personal message to you alone, not, not, re- not necessarily the, the personal messages that you see at book signings where people will say, um, I wish you all the best and then they sign your name and everybody gets that, I wish you all the best and then they sign your own name. No, this letter is me taking the time to read about you, read about your interest in the book, read about where you are in your life, the place in your life, what you're hoping to achieve, your goals and aspirations, and me writing you a letter straight from me to you, saying that, all right, I see where you're coming from, and this is what I wish for you. I wish you all the best. This is how these books might help you. So another element of it as well, if it is that they communicate to me that they're looking for something specific in a book, I will more often than not provide like a pointer or a tip when you're reading this book, make sure to look out for this chapter, etc. Et right. So back to the experience, it's really, it, it really is making sure that you prioritize the experience that people have. Because yes, you can have businesses that just make money. But me, I wouldn't be invested in it if that was the only, if that was the only outcome or the only goal. But for as far back as when I got my first couple orders and a lady from Korea asked, to write a story for her son how can persons find you the book how can persons purchase the books okay well they can purchase the book straight from my website right, mm-hmm. um, um they can send me a message on instagram at Valentine or connect with me on linkedin um you can find me at aaronrballantine just tell it out and LinkedIn. Any any one of them can work, but I would encourage people to go to my Instagram because I post a lot there and they can always stay up to date. I have I actually have another book I'm working on now. I want to publish it later this year. So I would encourage anybody first and foremost to check me out on Instagram and then purchase the book straight from my website. What's the book about? Give us a snippet. Um all right, so remember how I said I invest on the stock market? Yes. Yes, it is that plus a wholly more information. Oh, wow. (laughs) Very interesting. Wow. So let me ask you, what has been your greatest fear and how did you overcome it? Greatest fear? As in, since interacting with books or in general? In general. Um, Or up until... Up until I watched the first Harry Potter movie, it was a fear of the darkness. It was a fear of the dark. Yeah, but yeah. then after sitting through the, the Harry Potter movies, I kind of got over it because it was so, it was so dark. I was younger. It was so dark that um, I kind of just I was saturated with the darkness. So I kind of just got used to it, and I usually watch those movies at night too. They kind of helped me get over that fear. But more recently, I guess my biggest fear is that 
and it's funny that you mentioned it because I was thinking about it today for the first time, is that I won't be able to um, complete, not accomplish, I mean complete everything that I have in my head or that I've been, what you call it, given to complete. So, for example, when I, when I, when I say that, I mean, I don't feel as though what I am doing is solely of me, meaning the books and the businesses. Did I, make, did I tell you about my non-profit or no? No. No, okay. Well, the, the, the ideas that I have, I'm, I'm, I'm of the understanding or of the feeling that they're not of me, meaning it's not just me sit down and think about all of this and then they're being executed. I feel as though, and it's, it's the same for everybody because everybody has a different purpose. I feel as though this was given to me, this path was given to me. And my fear, even, even, even thinking that Art here, and this is what you should accomplish in life. So you're going to, especially because you started and you have to do whatever. My fear is that it will go incomplete. So, for example, if it is that I have one major thing to accomplish for the next five years, my fear mm-hmm. is that um, I won't, I won't be able to complete it. Um, or I'll, I'll complete the first three years, and then something will happen, and I won't be able to complete all five. You want to say hi to anybody out there in the world? Um, yes, to all those who have supported me so far and have been supporting me. Um, and to all those who are probably right now at the stage of life that I was before. Um, yes. I know it can be, what do you call it? Very, tedious. Yeah, tedious. It can be unnerving. It can be rattling especially when you, you have a sense of uncertainty about yourself you don't know what you want you don't know how to accomplish what you want honestly the best advice i can give you you know aside from reading the books and think about who you are think about yourself objectively cut out the stuff in your life right now that you would not want to be on your life for example <laughs> would you want somebody to say or Imagine you're at heaven and God is re- reading your life resume. I'm up adjusting glass and I'm like, this right? I'm up start mm. questioning. Are you, are you really to this? Like, no. Think about yeah. what you know and think about how your life resume might look to somebody else. All of your actions, all of your experiences. Look and see if you would be proud of what you're currently doing. Take some time to think about what you spend your, your day doing or what you spend your weeks doing. Is it bringing you closer to being a better person? Start with being a better person. Then your purpose, mm-hmm. if it is that you're lost or uncertain, your purpose will eventually begin to reveal itself. If you start within yourself, just endeavoring to be a better version of yourself. If it is that you have, because everybody has financial goals. It can be to buy a car, it can be to buy a book. Everybody has different financial goals. If it is that your habits, right now are not contributing to you having a better life down the road cut them out evaluate what's not working for you evaluate what's not good for you because nobody knows you better than you cut out the stuff that you know are not good for you even though it even though it might be painful the more mm-hmm. painful it is you find that the more great. so if you think that you're at that stage of life i would encourage you just to take some time to sit down with yourself and determine what it is that you really want this is so amazing. Fun, fill facts, nuggets. 
right here just for you. Thank you so much, Aaron. And continue to be blessed, be safe. Motivate the people of Jamaica, the Caribbean, and the world. And we're looking forward to that next book coming out. That's it, folks. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing, Need Bouncy Castle's face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. Hello, I'm Sydney Thorpe. Sydney Sizer is here to help you meet your all your recording needs. Call our WhatsApp 876-281-2801 or you can email me at sidnesizer at gmail.com or sidnesizer at outlook.com or you can Skype me using Sydney Sizer as my Skype name. Sidnesizer. We can talk. Sidnesizer, where we love to make good things happen. <laughs>